Welcome to Crossing the Bridge. It's right here that we have intimate conversations at the intersection of music and technology. We explore how artists and builders leverage tech to fund projects, forge their creative identities, and build community amongst their audiences. What is Tribly? Tribly is a rewards-based crowdfunding and e-commerce platform built for musicians and their fans. Our mission is to help artists earn more money and form stronger communities using emergent technology. You can learn more about Tribly at triblymusic.com. I'm your host, Jack in the Way, but you can call me Jack. And today, I'm so excited to share the season finale of our podcast. It's with three wonderful people that I've known and met from Song Camp, three people that are part of the operations team. We've got Peace Node, we've got Gradient, aka Sarmad, and we've got Mark Redito. So without further ado, let's get into this great conversation. both so much for being here. I have so many questions that I could ask you guys. I mean, not to mention the fact that we have so much common context, having been members of Song Camp and campers together, but also just opportunities to ask you guys questions that I feel like when we've, you know, in the past couple of years when we've had calls and things, th- these kinds of things don't really come up so much. Um, however, some great stuff comes up, especially during like the heartbeat call, which we can talk about like what the heartbeat call is later. But of course, I'll give an intro about Song Camp as well to like give people a little bit of context because I want to just ask you guys questions sort of about your experiences. Um, and I want to go back to kind of this thing that we did on the heartbeat calls every once in a while, which was this like, what, what do you have to give? Song Camp and what does Song Camp give to you? And I know oftentimes we would ask people to do that when they're like introducing themselves to the community. But I think it would be interesting to ask two of you know our core team members here, what would you say to that? So it could be what you give to Song Camp partially is like the work that you do for Song Camp, of course. But then also what Song Camp gives you at this point, you know, having been a part of Song Camp for a while. I mean, Gradient, you've been a part of Song Camp since the second camp. Mark, you've been a part of Song Camp since Genesis. So I'd love to hear both of your answers to that. And well, Gradient, you're unmuted right now. So let's, let's start with your, your answer. <laughs> all right. All right. Putting me on the spot. No, that's good. That's a, that's a great question. It's so hard to answer now because like there's this whole context that, that comes with it. But the immediate thing that came uh, to my mind was like my energy. I feel like I have a lot of energy. Um, and so it, it, what I have to give is like bring that level of energy and, and let other people feed off of that. 
Um, I think I do a pretty good job of that, whether it's in the chats or trolling Mark in the comments as he's trying to do things. So I think that's what I have to give beyond my capacity as a contributor to the to the ops team. Um, what does Song Camp give to me, man? I think it's still the same as what like I felt when I joined in is the sense of community. I've been really, I've been I've been trying to figure out where to live on a personal level, like physically. And one of the things that I've been constantly thinking about is the sense of like community and how important that is. And so having Song Camp um, almost like ever present, irrespective of where my location is, has been very, very helpful. Um, you know, I haven't seen you in, in a long time, but just seeing you again, put a smile on my face. It was nice to like experience your presence in more than just like a chat box, right? So that 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 feeling I, I think has been really really great it's led me to met, meet a lot of really cool people the conversation we were having before we started recording about you know the recording of this album everyone that that that's working on the album is a song camp alumni or song camp member and so my ability to do the things that i want to do would not be possible um for a lot of areas of my life if it wasn't for song camp so uh, yeah there's like an numerous things that I could go on and talk about, but, but those are, those are some of the few. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear so much. I think it's uh, we share a lot of overlap there. Um, and Jack, I also love that you're incorporating a, a song camp ritual, uh, on this podcast episode as well. Um, so give and get, um, for me, what I give to the community, you know, besides, you know, the administrative stuff, the day-to-day -day stuff is presence, you know, um, being present with my teammates, being present with my community. Um, what are they thinking, you know, uh, sensing that um, and trying to sort of like um, figure out, you know, like, like if there are any certain creative solutions to certain creative problems or challenges that we uh, have as as artists and creators um, along with that is you know same as gray energy um, creative energy um, that could also manifest in terms of creative thinking and and, and strategy and, and and stuff like that um, what i get is inspiration from being around people like you jack and sarmad you know that that creative energy that is hard to to even articulate sometimes what is that thing you know that that keeps me drawn to these to my, my friends' work, their energies. Um, I also get learning as well too. Um, I think there's a lot of like experiments that we deploy on the song camp side that I get to learn from, you know, in real time, like right in front of me, you know? Um, so I think that's uh, a major thing that I get from, from, from contributing to song camp, access to tools as well. And lastly would be like belonging and community. Um, having like a like-minded tribe of people where I could talk about both music, creativity, you know, uh, technology and philosophy. And so, so that is really very much life-giving for me. Wonderful. Wow. Thank you both for your, for your answers. And it was really cool to hear how they overlap as well. Um, and I can imagine even your work oftentimes in, in your respective roles um, really overlaps as well. And that, that kind of brings me to what I wanted to ask some ways you both about. So if you both have an answer to this, I, I'd love to hear it. As far as Song Camp's programming um, and and this feeling like at least I can speak to it as as someone who's been a part of the camp since, as well um, with Gradient um, since the second camp um, and working with you obviously closely during that, Mark, and, and experiencing the 
the programming that happens, in some ways we might even say part of the camps include a lot of programming as well, but the programming isn't just part of the camps. It's also the heartbeat calls. It's also what was at one point artist way calls, which are is evolving into something new. Um, I mean, Mark, you're, you're getting ready to start the podcast. It'll also be live on Twitch and all of that kind of stuff. I'm, I wanted to ask you guys about, about how that comes to be because it, it feels like song camp really has a, a really strong sense of like, we are walking, you know, across this abyss or this bridge or, or into this new world arm in arm, you know, like we really feel like, um, we can hold each other up and, and, um, offer resources and knowledge. And of course it's self-directed learning most of the time, but it definitely doesn't feel lonely, you know, when we're, when we're part of these calls together. And I was wondering how that, how that sense of community influences the choices about programming and how to, to make that programming happen. I think about programming a lot. Um, and I know how much value it gives to me personally, uh, as you know, uh, maybe in the communities that I was a part of in the past, you know, programming helps uh, bond the community together um, in, in, in like what, whatever like outcome it needs. Like, does it need like learning? Does it need, um, does the community need more resources? Does the community need like a space to discuss certain things? And so that sort of like is my, I guess, my North Star when I, when I, when I think about this. Um, personally, um, like, like I tend to put myself in, in our community member shoes. Like, okay, I see Jack there, hyper creator, right? Like what does a person like Jack need at the moment? Maybe access to tools, maybe access to conversations from like experts who are building at the edges of, of new technologies. Like, is that something that's useful for them? Uh, so that's sort of like my, my guiding like principle, um, and which is sort of like overlaps with like the give and get question earlier, where a part of my contribution is to really sense, you know, um, and to be able to sense, one has to also start with the self as well, you know, sensing in myself what the what do I need right now? Um, I need space to 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 talk about like creative philosophies. Um, I need space to talk about tools and new technologies, um, and so that's something it becomes like a seed, which then I sort of like share this seed to like other people. Is this, is this useful, you know? And if I get enough, say, movement towards this seed of an idea, and then we experiment with it. Okay, Jack, you, you've been part of uh, Counselors and all these other programs, Artist Way, right? And the way that we do it initially was sort of like, okay, let's test this out for like a few sessions. We'll see where it goes. If there's movement, we continue. If not, then we'll deprecate it, you know, sort of thing. So it feels very fluid. It feels very organic. Um, although at the same time, too, it also comes from a place of like really sensing what the community needs. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is is like uh, almost like call and response if you want to think about it in music, right? Like there's a there's like a, a natural like a bubbling of things that people end up talking about. And then that ends up becoming like the fodder for some of the ideation of like, oh, what can we do the other, um, you know, what, what can we as song camp operations team do to like support the community? Look, a great idea is like chaos. That's how chaos came to be, right? We had that camp lab section in our discord. We started organically talking about what could a camp three look like? Shamanic dropped those ideas about um, chaos and Eris. And that naturally led to the theme of, of a whole camp 
um, and and what ensued afterwards. So um, I, I think, at least from the community programming perspective specifically, it's been very organic in that way of like, hey, these are the conversations we're having. A group of people have sort of aggregated around those conversations. Okay, this is interesting. Let's go ahead and um, extrapolate these things out to be a little bit more um, thought out, a little bit more planned, and not as much ad hoc. Provide those that operational glue, if you will, to to make things run a little bit more smoothly and allow people to just show up and and participate rather than maybe focus on the specifics of organizing. Um, and I think that's usually ends up being the harder part about communities, right? There's like a few people that have to take on like this burden of organization and and um, coordination. And so I think that's what's that's where like that feeling that you're talking about sort of arm in arm comes from. It's like, hey, everyone proposes an idea. If there's enough of a resonance, then the operational glue is what uh, is provided by the ops team and they and that ends up executing the idea. So I acknowledge that we are a community of just really talented folks. You know, um, some of us have like years of experience. Um, and so, you know, like how do we sort of like leverage that? How do we sort of like share or encourage a culture of, of, of knowledge sharing. And so I think, I believe Sir Maud, um started this idea of a masterclass, you know, which now is like formalized as a program initiative uh, on, on SongCamp. Um, and, and to me, the thinking behind it is that we are surrounded by all these creative folks, you know. I think what comes to mind is like, you know, like people like Mark Rucker, who has decades of industry experience, for example, uh, Bridge, Three Oscillators, um, who is a wonderful sound designer, Kathleen Regan, who is a talented songwriter. And, you know, like, like what would it look like to have a space for them to actually share their process, you know, share what they've learned or their takeaways and for the community to learn like, and to apply also in their own creative journeys. It's like, I think that's really very useful. And so um, it, it, I think that's a perfect example of like, you see a movement and then you add fuel to the fire, you know, uh, sort of thing, which I think is is mostly what Song Camp does on the community side of things. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really, especially hearing you guys talk about it there and, and that example of like the sort of the masterclass series that evolved into more of a, a formal program initiative. It sounds like it's a, a lot of both of your um, work has involved um, learning how to strike that balance between allowing and being able to receive emergence like that like i mean even to go back to what gradient what you shared about how shamanic had some ideas about chaos and eris and then how it formed and and it's so clear that there's a uh, a willingness and an openness to emergence and that and that it really is about striking that balance so that when things are ready to be formed into something more structured that you guys can be there to to do it with almost a light touch light touch i should say so that it can keep growing um yeah that's really cool to hear you guys like break that down of how those things form because as as a as a camper a member i've i've been around for some of it forming but not all of it and and it and it's we do have a pretty diverse range of experiences of song camp at this point in the in the different ways that we can sort of engage with the the community that it is but also the programming i want to shift a little bit to ask you both a little bit about your origins with song camp and then and then however else you want to bring in um sort of your creative inspirations that brought you there how your first experience with song camp has has influenced the way that you work within Song Camp now. And so Gradient, in your case, like 
how did camp your experience of Camp Electra and 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 working as part of that influence how you approach your work now and what have you learned from that mm-hmm. and then mark in a in a uh, to contrast like your experience with the first camp with camp genesis before all the learnings that led to electra how did that how did that ultimately influence the path that you're you're on now here and i'd i'd be happy to repeat cuz i know it's a little bit of a loaded question i was quite uh new to i would say my artistry and sharing it with the world at the time when I discovered Song Camp. So um, I hadn't released original music yet. Nobody really n- knew who Gradient was and what that, what my sound even um, was like. And, and so when I came and found the Song Camp community, I was quite green to, let's say, being an artist in general. But um, despite the, that fact, everyone was extremely welcoming. And, and that felt really good. It felt really good to be acknowledged as an artist. It felt really good to be seen and being being invited in to participate, irrespective of my experience. Because at that time, you know, it was like Matthew, who as a sidebar, I followed as an artist before Song Camp and I was a big fan of. So it was like, I get to hang out with one of my favorite artists, someone that I listen to a lot, and he actually responds to my messages. Mind blowing to me at the time, uh, and 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 another side note. I know I'm I'm going on tangents, but at the time, I think I felt like trying to get access to musicians or mentors or people that you look up to, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, blowing up was hard. You know, if you're a nobody, why would someone pay attention to you? And and you assume that these artists get bombarded with messages, so why would they respond to you? So it was really nice to find Song Camp, um, have a Discord where people responded. And then to find out how talented people like Matthew, like Mark, um, like on our team, at least in Electra, like Josh and Connor, these these sort of like industry heavyweights, I will, like people that have spent a lot of time in um, in the music industry were being so welcoming. And then on the flip side, people like yourself, Jack, yourself, Alex, Yada, um, Kathleen, all, all these other maybe not as experienced artists, but extremely talented and high quality output artists we're hanging out in this place and being so welcoming. So I think I took that spirit and now uh, being sort of a core member um, at Song Camp and, and helping run things, one of the things that I try to do is um, provide a diversity of perspective because I was once that artist that was very brand new. And it's very easy to overlook those people because those people are very eager to get involved, but they don't really know what to contribute because they're not sure of what skills they can provide. I was that person once. So I try to be very mindful um, of of perspective. That's that particular perspective, but beyond that, all types of perspectives and be like, look, um, you know, maybe I'm in a, in, a, in a sort of position of power, I will say right now, and, and I have the ability to influence things, whether it's at the Song Camp global level or even at the Song Camp operational team level. And so therefore, I try my best to bring in these perspectives so that things aren't overlooked um, uh, in these maybe like niches uh, where people might not have a voice or are hesitant to speak up. So I think that's like the very big idea that comes into my mind is that welcoming and community aspect feeling. I try to to keep that and bring that um, all across Song Camp and and see if I can find ways to pull people in um, more holistically. So Sarma just just gave us uh, really good insight into like how his experience during uh, Camp Electra, like the, his his first experience with Song Camp, ha- influenced the way that he approaches the work as part of operations now. And I'd love to hear from you, Mark, 
sort of how how your experience during Genesis. So I can just imagine the the prototype like learnings that came from that, um, how it influences your work now. Mm, yeah, yeah, to- totally. That's a great question. Um, I would like to maybe zoom out just a tiny bit pre-Song Camp, um, b- because I think like my approach also informs how I contributed to Song Camp. Um, so, you know, I've, I had about, you know, maybe a decade of experience making music. Um, um, I mean, if we don't count me being part of like punk bands previously, but, um, uh, and, and so 2013 was when I started full-time in music and um, that offered a lot of learnings for me, both on the creative side, but also on the day-to-day admin side of music. And, you know, as, as you guys might know, um, the artist of this generation has to do or has to wear a lot of hats. You know, from from administrative to operations, operations like you are your own manager. <laughs> you know, you are your own booking agent. You are your own marketing person. And so, that journey sort of like made me uh, uh, learn all these other like micro skills. You know, that would be helpful for the artist. And so, fast forward to April twenty twenty one, March or April twenty twenty one was when Song Camp was born, and along with that was the Genesis project. Which was really, in my you know now looking back at it, it's like it felt very naive, um, naive in a good way, you know, because like we don't know what this shit is. What is I think during that time, um, it wasn't even called Web three; it was just called the like, crypto, you know. Um, and um, but but the the word Web three was already sort of like bubbling to the surface, um, and and so there's this new technology, you know. Let's call it NFTs. And how would this sort of like um, uh, this new, I guess, primitive? Um, how could this be helpful to to artists? You know, and I think one obvious, you know, um, path there was: could this help artists monetize their work? And so that that's sort of like one of the sort of like principles of the of the Genesis project. It's like let's use this new format, this new medium, and apply it to music. And try to see if, if 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 something comes out of it. And to our surprise, something did came out of it. Um, um, you know, um, access to tools, learning from from how this whole sort of like smart contracts works and how NFTs work. How do we actually split payments? All that stuff, which was already sort of like an early idea from the the first phases of of Web three, but now. In 2021, we have the tools. Um, although they're, they're not as consolidated, they're still kind of janky. Um, but we had the capability, or at least access the, to these tools that we could actually duct tape all of them together so that it would work for our purpose. Um, and so my takeaways from my time at Genesis is that, you know, although I have uh, a bunch of experience collaborating with people, it made me see the other side of collaboration in a much more wider scale you know um i'm sure some of us here have had experiences working with like three to five creative collaborators but what would it look like if it was like 15 you know um and that gave me sort of like a lot of inspiration okay how do we sort of like gather together how can we work creatively as a collective um what are the structures that need to be in place um and you know, it, it's like every camp we're experimenting and we're learning a lot more uh, as we go. But, you know, it's like 
I still feel like we're figuring shit out, you know? Um, I feel like chaos, um, and forgive me if I'm fast forwarding a little bit here, but chaos was, I would say, um, at least from my point of view, on the song camp side, was one of our, is our biggest success, you know, really, you know, at this point, you know, uh, in, 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 in many um, different areas, you know, from monetization to, to its own economics, to its own technology, you know, and also the organizing sort of like principles of it too. Um, and so, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm now rambling, but, uh, but those are my learnings. No, that's great. That that's what we're here to do. I'm here to hear you guys say as much as you want about about anything I ask or or anything you feel inspired. So Grady, you mentioned tangents earlier. Tangents are great too. Let's do it. Um, that's great. Thank, well, thank you guys both so much for um, kind of being willing to go into sort of some early stuff that maybe maybe may or may not be totally top of mind every single day, or maybe it is based on the sounds of the way that you both are connected to your experiences at that time and, and how you incorporate your learnings. Um, something that I, I wanted to ask about as far as sort of, you know, cause Mark, you, you sort of fast forwarded to, to what's just happened with chaos. And I, you know, obviously I was a part of chaos as well and had an incredible experience, not to mention experiences IRL, which was nuts to be able to be in person and i got to see gradient in person we got to perform on stage together and i've never performed with that many people on stage at one time um and and i wanted to ask you both about your connection to um irl experiences as it relates to song camp and maybe what you have really enjoyed about the the limited number of irl experiences that we've had um as song camp but but also where that's headed what what you look forward to, because I mean, there have been some great stuff that song camps already done. I mean, NFT NYC last year, that show with chaos was one thing, but then there was chaos in LA, which was much more recent, which was amazing. There were also like the heartbeat meetup, heartbeat in the park meetup, like a lot of things, um, in, in different cities that have happened. And I'd love to hear from both of you, how you think about the IRL experiences, how the planning has been for you. Cause I know both of you have taken lead on planning. IRL experience. I, I think, you know, a lot of us here have experience in going to shows, you know, especially in the artists that we like, you know, when we go to shows, it's, it's, um, it's both a musical event, but also a spiritual event in some way, you know, where, where we're all in the same room, gathered together, listening to music. And most of my background is like really with like independent or, or underground shows. And so, I'm sure you guys feel this, like at some point in the set, right, you feel, you know, especially if it's like a high energy set, you feel like the the audience and the artists are moving as one. It's almost like one organism, you know? Um, and so that to me, that spirit, you know, that thing is is something of, uh, of a North Star for me in terms of like IRL experiences. Like how can we actually gather together and in some ways become one, you know? Um, and that's where IRL experience come into, into play, you know? Um, the New York NFT NYC, I believe last year, um, led by Gradient uh, in terms of like the planning and all that stuff, um, to me was like, ah, yeah, 
there's something here, you know. And I think that that was hot off the heels of the Chaos release too, right? And I think there's so much energy that this needs to be translated live, you know. And so we explored NFT NYC. We got some good learnings from it and, you know, captured like the stories, you know, that came out of it. It's like, wow, this is such a great story. Let's continue it, you know. And when the time when the time came for us to have this opportunity to hold an LA show, um, we took that opportunity. It's like, ah, what did we learn from NFT NYC? And let's apply it here, you know. Um, and and so and, and all along, every step of the way, it's affirming that yeah, IRL experiences are so valuable, and I think it really holds and bonds the community together. Can we make more of it? You know, and so a lot of like different sort of like ideas are floating around. Like, what would it look like for for us to gather in NFT NYC this year, right? Like, what what sort of planning or what sort of structure and resources do we need to make that happen? What about all these other things, other programming? Like, what would it look like to actually have like a a master class or a convo or an artist way in the park? You know, uh, well, you know, what I'm saying like like. These events, these experiences offer such immersion and, and high fidelity, you know, because I, I feel like from my point of view, our community is really relationship led. And so um, as much as we live and we check in with each other digitally, I feel like a, a real life experience is, is, is just like, there's nothing like it. And so how do we make, how do we make the, if that is true, how do we make this uh, as often as possible to just like solidify that glue? Um, and yeah, Sarma, do you have any additions there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the, the first thing that comes to mind actually is something that I believe I heard at Cabin where they talk about the bandwidth of IRL interactions is a lot higher than URL, right? You're getting a lot more data of people, kind of like what I mentioned before, like even just seeing you, Jack, as opposed to seeing you type in chat has a very different feeling. And then being being in person with you, like we had the opportunity to do at NFT NYC, was completely different. You know, I got to spend both the performance with you and then get to hang out with Alex um, and yourself after the fact. And, and that was really, really nice to, to spend that time with you and get to fully experience people's presence, especially yours in this case. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a very different experience. And I think what's really interesting about Web3 in general, but let's let's focus in on Song Camp, is we end up developing these relationships. We end up working together on these really extensive projects. And we did so without ever having met each other in person. Um, and so you develop like this relationship where you're like, I really know this person. I've spent a year or two working with them, so I know what they're like. But then you get to meet them for the first time and you're like, I actually don't know this person that well. I've only seen slices of them in a very project-based focus. And sure, we get to share our experiences and we talk about our lives, but it's definitely not the same as being in person and getting all that data like I, like I mentioned before. And so, yeah, I guess to just plus one mark that um, if at the end of the day, those experiences are richer and they feel much better than like, what can we do to make more of those happen? How do we get there? Um, uh, more often, um, how, how do we get to have those experiences or, or even better, is there a way to capture that same level of energy and bring it to some of our online experiences? Can, can we do that? And I think in some ways we have sunk up half, right? I remember our chaos calls on zoom feeling like we were all in the same room together and looking forward to those. So 
Yeah, I guess those are like the the high level thoughts that 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 I had that came to my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you really you totally hit the nail on the head as far as what I was hoping to be able to hear about from you. But is yeah, is your experience of the IRL events and why it's important, which I think you definitely covered. And then if you want to, um, like what it's actually been like for you to actually organize them, you know, because it it's it's we we went from being digital to then figuring out ways, and I say we, but you know, in many it's really you guys. I mean, both of you have taken such lead on your respective coasts to like east and west coast to get these events going and what that has been like to organize these because it's such a unique situation, you know, going from this digital space with people all over the world to like having these like local events, you know, like really local. Um, so yeah, what has that been like? What have the challenges been? What What's excited you about it? Yeah, great question. I think it's definitely easier to do online stuff because, you know, you're kind of just like behind the keyboard. You can, you can do things from anywhere. But granted with online stuff, um, let's say if like you don't have the exact same turnout that you were expecting, you don't feel as bad. But with IRL, you're putting so much energy into a moment in person. And and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the fact that like for NFT NYC or or or, or LA, there was like actual movement and travel involved, and that feels like daunting or or a lot of effort expended. But yeah, that that if, I feel like it feels a lot worse when you're trying to plan a real event and you don't get the turnout or the event working as as perfectly as you imagined. So yeah, I, that's right off the bat. It's much easier to do stuff online and organize that because I guess you have more chances. That's the sort of insight that popped in my head. It feels like you always have more chances. Oh, it didn't work well today. Well, there's always tomorrow. I'm only doing it from my laptop, right? So um, there's a level of ease that comes to that. Not to say that organizing events online is easy. They're easier in comparison um, to IRL events. So definitely would would bring that insight. But overall, I think my experience has been really, really great. I was really looking forward to um, personally performing when it when it came to New York, but to also just like experience the, these amazing songs that we made as chaos in person and live for people and NFT NYC specifically. Just for the first time being in the room with my friends, these people that I've worked on this project with, and then seeing an audience react to that work um, in a packed room was just like magical. And and to me, um, part of the reason I kind of went to LA was that experience. It was like, I want to be around these people more. I want to see these people more often uh, and get to experience um, the energy that they bring and, and give to me. So yeah, I think that's my answer. You know, Sarmad is right that um, digital events are a little more easier. Not to say that they're, you know, easy, but a little more easier than, say, compared to an IRL event. Certainly, there's a lot of, like, it opens up a lot of opportunities and challenges at the same time. Like, the challenge of, like, having, uh, you know, a lot of, like, moving parts. You know, the most recent one in LA, you know, there's just, you know, of course, there's performers. There's, like, the back line, you know, um, does the event allow for that? Like, oh, what is the time? You know, like, um, do we have catering? You know what I'm saying? Like, like all these like different micro parts like contribute to like a real great show experience. Like now you have to think about that, you know. And you know, I've I've had you know like show organ show organizing experiences myself, um, being part of like production crews and all that stuff. Um, but but on the song camp side, we operate a little differently because we don't do that as a profession you know like you when you go to a show and you're greeted by the production staff like you know that they're there to do a specific job specific task on the song camp side it's almost like 
run like a like a DIY like underground show where it's like ah you know it's like, it's like chaos you know it's like you man the gates you this and that you da da, da and and you know and we revolt you know and so it's a little more um, chaotic in a good way you know uh, and and certainly something that you know I still you know continue to contribute towards um, but but yeah man it's hard. It's it's definitely harder, you know. And with with Sarmad too, uh, talking about like turnout, you know, how how that becomes much more important and special, because there's so much resources and energy poured into this one one day event, you know, that we that we tend to have high expectations of it. But I think it's also useful, Sarmad, when you said that this is one of many. And so I think that's what I tell myself: is if it's like, oh, it didn't hit my expectation. Well, this is one of many. You know, uh, there's going to be more and we're going to hold more. We're going to be better next time. So, so yeah, I guess that's both the challenges and the takeaways rolled into one. I just really commend you both for, for doing this work. Cause I feel like, you know, just as someone who's part of song camp and like not able to necessarily even, uh, attend a lot of the IRL stuff, but have gotten to a little bit here and there. Um, I can, I can even feel it digitally from like the digital space, when when there's an IRL event happening and I can feel that energy and it and it spreads into our Discord server and 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 all that. And so so I just I'm really grateful that that you guys both took lead on doing something that as I'm sure ever anybody listening as well as myself can hear you talk about how important it is to have that experience. That that experience like you're at a show together and and you're just kind of coming together mark oh did you have same something jack, jack yeah can i comment on that real quick yeah. um because you mentioned about you know feeling that energy from afar you know digitally um anything you're talking about maybe you know events in the past that are irl that are being streamed sort of like digitally um it reminds me of when I don't know whose Instagram account it was who was streaming the Chaos performance in NFT NYC last year live. Um, I believe it's probably Jack's IG um, or or maybe Sarmad's. Anyway, you know, I think the the important thing there was that um, when I tuned in, it was exactly you, Jack, on stage hyping the crowd up, and it's so fascinating to me because like I know I thought I knew Jack. You know, through like calls like this and, you know, when, when we're planning and organizing stuff. Um, but man, seeing Jack on stage command the crowd with his energy is like, oh, this is another side of Jack. And I felt it, dude, from afar, you know. Um, and so and so I, I thought it's just like a nice sort of like maybe uh, affirmation of like that feeling. That, that, that you just mentioned, Jack. I, I tried copying Jack in our second performance at NFT NYC. I was like, all right, what would Jack do if he was here? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. Wow, thanks for, uh, sorry about, I remember you, you telling me that. But yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much for saying that, Mark. That's so amazing that, because um, I was thinking about it from the perspective of when I'm when I'm on the other end of it and seeing what's going on. Um, and But it's so wonderful that that, you connected with it that way. And I'm so just so grateful that I, Oh my goodness. Yeah. That just brings me back to how grateful I was to be able to perform with chaos, like with all of, you know, with everybody with chaos there. Um, cause it, you're a you wonderful know. performer. Jack. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. dude. Totally. Thank you. A thousand percent. I mean, that's like my, that was like a big part of my history, like what I brought, you know, to song camp. And I, and I feel like it was such a, 
it was such a breath of fresh air to work together in the way that we have, you know, on the, in the online space, um, because I hadn't had that experience before in that kind of collaboration. I mean, Electra as a camp was so unprecedented for me as a, as a creator and an artist. Um, and so it was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta bring like my number one passion that none of these people have seen of me. I gotta bring, you know, these worlds need to come together. And it, it's that feeling of the importance of the IRL experience. Cause that's, it's not possible without the IRL experience like that. And to be on stage next to, you know, some of these folks and, and to have it be able to connect with you, Mark, I'm so grateful. Shout out to Alex for, for shooting that live stream that, <laughs> that day. She was there and she, she was like there in like the perfect spot to be like right across. So you could see everybody on stage. That was great. Um, but yeah, so, so it, I mean, it means a lot to hear that. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, I, I did want to, that was leading me actually into my next question that I had. I, as I was speaking, I was talking about how I, I had this sense of, you know, a, a previous creative sort of existence and wanting to, to blend that and bring that to, um, sort of, uh, the creative experiences that I have in the present, or in this case, it was la last year at NFT NYC. Um, and maybe to take it just a st one step further in terms of context, um, because I think both of you, we've had conversations about this a little bit. And Mark, I, I remember specifically having a conversation about this with you. And just, I remember coming away from the call feeling so much appreciation for the wisdom you imparted, as well as for how I could incorporate that, which was, there, were, there was a while back where there was a conversation we had, and it was about like being a creative, being an artist and, and like one's creative journey. And how, how, you know, especially those of us that have, you know, less than um, maybe as much experience as, as someone who has like a breadth of different experiences like you, Mark, um, for a lot of us, when we are, when we move into different areas of our creative journey, it can feel scary because it feels like, oh no, am I not living up to my existence as a creative? Am I not, am I not going to be an artist anymore? And I know Sarmad and I have had conversations about that in terms of the nature of the work that we do. And so I, just with that in mind, because I think in, especially when it comes to like the web three and like a lot of us that have, have been become a part of song camp, our artistic identities are shifting a lot. And when you told me that, you know, if we're creatives, if we're artists, we're artists for life and we can go on and have seasons and do different things. And I remember you talking about different things that you did where you took a break from music for a long time and that it doesn't make you any less of a creative, any less of an artist. And if anything, it just allows you to grow and to expand. Um, and even though, you know, stating it now, it seems obvious, of course, like we go, we're human beings, we go through seasons, but to, to have heard you say that and to hear you talk about the breaks that you had and things like that was so um, inspiring, uplifting, and also kind of, um, it, it felt like a relief to me too. It was like, oh, I don't have to worry about it so much. I can, I can enjoy sort of the, the progressions and the changes and, the, and the, um, the aspects of this that I may not have expected coming into sort of a, the journey of the life of, of an artist. So all that to say, I realized there was a lot of context, but I wanted to sort of express that and get you know, the, the person listening, you who's listening, um, to, to like really understand where I'm coming from here when I ask this because of how impactful it was to, to me to hear that. And so with all that said, I, I would love to hear from 
each of you and Mark, maybe you can go first. How Song Camp is a part of that journey for people. That's so special, Jack. Thank you. Thank you so much for 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 giving that context and and also um, grateful for you for for being there too. Uh, as 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 I was just maybe articulating uh, what is true to me and 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 you receiving that and seeing that um, as something that's valuable in your journey. Um, so to me, um, well. I'm going to start macro and then I'm going to go towards song camp. The creative journey is to me, uh, uncertain, you know, riddled with uncertainties. We can't predict the future. We all know that. Um, but yet there's something inside of us that wants to come out, that wants to do something, you know, whatever that thing is, you know, and for some of us on, in song camp, that's either music or visual art or coding, you know, um, I am really convinced that the artist, the 20, a 21st century artist, is one that, that is boundless in their expression, right? We are not confined to a certain domain or a certain discipline, but we are now afforded all these tools of different expressions, you know, from, from visual images to, to sounds, you know, um, and code if you want to touch it, you know? And so um, if that is true, if that is true, then then maybe our timelines are also boundless, you know, only bounded by our lives, you know. And so um, to me, an artist life, you're, you're going to be an artist, you know, and maybe just to reiterate the, our conversation, Jack, you're always going to be an artist, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, um, you, you will always have that creative spirit. Now, how you express that, how you manifest that may look different for every season of your life. And to, to touch on, on that, like the seasons um, changing, it's like, I feel like from my personal journey of creativity, I've, I've gone through different cycles. You know, there was a cycle where I was a punk. There was a cycle where I, I was like be, being part of the LA beat scene. There's a cycle where, you know, like, like uh, part of like internet collectives making weird electronic music, you know, like, like, and all of these sort of like, just like inform each other and sort of like every, every, Every time you go through a new season or a new phase, you evolve, you know, whether how you look or how you sort of express or articulate certain things. Um, and you go through that until you die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, it's like you're continuously evolving. I think, um, who was it to um, a famous author? Um, I believe it was Octavia Butler, a, a sci-fi writer. And she says in one of her books, um, uh, the only constant is change. And so to me, that really speaks to the creative spirit. That's the only thing that's constant in this world is change. And so if that is true, then our expressions, our lives, our souls evolve over time. And so it makes sense that our expressions also evolve over time. Now, to bring it back to Song Camp, um, I think Song Camp also embodies that spirit. One that is that looks uncertainty in the eye and says, you know what? I'm gonna fucking do it anyway. You know, um, regardless of like whatever outcome it is, um, and it, it does it does take you know guts of steel to sort of like look uncertainty in the eye and and, and tell it that th this is gonna happen anyway. You know, um, and we'll learn from from the outcome whether it's positive or negative. You know, um, and and that's sort of like. 
I could also see Song Camp also evolving over time too, because we both touch the arts and we both touch the te- technologies, and both of these things are continuously evolving. And so, you know, I see from my perspective, I, I, I think that Song Camp, or at least the general spirit of Song Camp, is like is one that doesn't rest on its laurels, but just continues to sort of like evolve and you know expand these like new limbs and, and and touching new technologies however early they are jack why did you make me go after mark man this is this is one of those questions <laughs> where you let me go first so mark can drop well, sage you advice. said mark should go first no we, we got to do back and forth back and forth okay this was my turn to go first but no that was a, that was a beautiful answer mark uh, thank you so much mark yeah i i feel like i could sit sit and listen to mark ramble for a full day and not get bored um you know, because it's not rambling. It's like l- what you said. It's like lots of wisdom from experience. Um, which, so it's a good, good, good segue. I feel like I don't have a lot of experience in the realm of like artistry because I didn't fully embody it until a lot later in my life. But I think one of I, Song Camp. I guess this is part of the answer. Song Camp and the people around it and the community around it have allowed me to learn these lessons and acquire these these insights a lot faster than I feel like I would have been able to do on my own which is part of my answer that I was going to give. I, I was going to start off by saying, I feel like there's an expectation when you're an art artist or on your artist journey to constantly have progress. I feel like that's a very human feeling and irrespective of what you do, whether that's art, whether that's our jobs, um, or it's some something as simple as you know just moving through different phases of life, um, however they may be for you. And so when you don't see a level of progress or you don't see some sort of this upward trajectory, you start questioning yourself a lot. Um, I, and I think that that's kind of, at least for me as, as an early stage artist, you question yourself a lot more than maybe when you have some experience under your belt because you have no real output to show. At least that was my case, right? I didn't really have a lot of art to showcase. I haven't made a ton of songs to be like, hey, I tried. I put 50 songs out and now it didn't work so I can judge myself on progress. But you're you're a lot harsher on yourself early on because you're like, well, all of these things that I'm putting out matter a lot more because my catalog as a musician is a lot smaller. So I have to feel like I prove myself with with each release. So there's that one um, that that's like the aspect of like artistry in general. In terms of answering how Song Camp helps and supports that, I feel like Song Camp and collaborating in general, but in this case, like I mentioned, the community taught me a lot of these lessons. Um, I feel like collaboration just allows you to share that responsibility or that weight of that progress um, across a lot of other people. And and I'll use chaos as a, as a very good example. There were 77 of us working on this project. So it's like, I didn't need to worry about marketing or promotion as a singular person of being like, oh, I made all this art. How am I going to get people to listen to it? There's 77 other people promoting this art um, in quite different ways. And so that made it very easy for me to be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not stressed about marketing. I'm not stressed about that aspect of the project because I know we'll find some level of audience through just the, the sheer volume of people that are here. That's the marketing aspect. But even like the art creation process, I knew, Peace joined the call, I knew I don't have to worry about anything visuals because I know the quality that Peace can produce as an individual. But now he has a team of people helping make art um, for this project. So it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about the visuals. You know, um, We don't need to worry about the music being made because we have people like Mark and yourself, Jack, that are acting as guides to make sure there's progress being made. So we can each just divvy up the responsibility, the shared responsibility of executing our pieces of art um, across a lot of people. And that just makes things a lot easier, right? When when you don't have to, 
when you don't have to hold the burden of like the world, which is what it feels like when you're working on a creative project all, all, all on your shoulders, um, it's a lot easier to both move forward um, and you know have a little bit of peace of mind in that creative journey that or, or that artistic journey that you're on. So yeah, I think that would be my answer is that uh, just having a community, having collaborations just makes things easier because you're spreading responsibility um, over a larger number of people. It reminds me of what we were talking about earlier with like walking arm in arm with people that you really don't feel like it's all just on your back no matter what. Um, Peace, I want to welcome you, dude. What's going on? Thanks for letting me roll in the door late. It's been a yeah crazy evening over here. Oh, d- situation back to normal though. Okay, good. Well, dude, absolutely. No, no worries at all. And hopefully I can offer, cause I do have a question for you and hopefully I can offer a little context and settle us in. Um, but yeah, so, so what I, one thing I wanted to ask you piece in, in relation actually a little bit to, to what uh, gradient was just talking about in terms of it, not all being on, uh, one person's shoulders and in your case, which it, it, you have, a pretty, at least from from the way I viewed it, a pretty unique um, sort of role and and maybe experience. We might even say within Song Camp, because on one hand, like you're you, you're doing creative direction and 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 handling so many of the visuals, and I mean some of Song Camp's newest visuals as of like 2023, and and what you've been playing around with look just looks so sick and so interesting. And while at the same time, you've also led like a team of visual designers, like with chaos and stuff like that. And I I'd love to hear from you, you, the, the experience you have, how different that is leading the team during a camp versus sort of being able to play around with the visuals that, that sort of we've seen like with the heartbeat calls over winter break and, and sort of the different materials there. Um, so would you be able to share sort of about the difference, you know, leading a team during a camp, as opposed to kind of when we're we're off season a little bit and how you can kind of play around and be more hands-on with the the art itself. Yeah. Well, yo, thank you for the kind word. Um Yeah, the, the two are totally totally different roles. Um I'm really thankful to be able to play in both of those spaces. It, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I guess as far as like the creative process goes, a lot of times it just comes down to like generating content and like you're just in a play space of just like I'm just making things. And then you kind of get to play like this editing role. Like, and this is when you're a designer on your own, right? You like try a bunch of ideas and you're like, okay, well, what fits, what fits, what fits. Um, But it is like super fun to sit in the chair when you have like a whole team of artists who are like, well, we're like all making this stuff. And then, and then it's, uh, yeah, so much just happened so fast. Like in chaos, there was like the chat immediately was like filled with Carrie's paintings, with Fabi's drawings, you know, like, Yeah. Jamie's collages and and so like in in that role I think a lot of it just comes down to a lot of sense making a lot of over communicating um I was working really closely with uh Jacob Gardner and Mac the Riff who were designers on that project and and so it was really just about like okay here's what we have here's where we need to go like yeah and keep it keeping us on the track Getting to be a conductor, putting coal in the engine. <laughs> Pretty fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for sharing kind of the experience as far as like overseeing a team of designers during a camp like chaos. Um, to to maybe ask more about like song camp overall. So so things like when when there's 
you know, the, the graphics, like, I mean, speaking of, like uh, this Friday, um, I mean, this will, this podcast will come out after, uh, this Friday, uh, this first podcast that Mark is going to be doing, uh, hosting niche, losing my ego, like, like graphics like that, um, that seem to me to be a bit more hands-on for you where it's kind of just, it's like your project, you're working on it. Um, things like the, the holiday heartbeats graphic and things like that. Um, can you talk about the experience of that? Is it, is it kind of like you're, you just know you want a graphic for X, Y, or Z based on what the rest of the ops team is talking about as far as programming and you kind of just have fun with it. Um, where does the inspiration and kind of visual direction come from for sort of those more like one-off pieces like that? Totally. So, I, I mean, with this year, a lot of that just came with our strategy overall. Like we, we were really careful about where we were making community touch points at like, yeah, at which pace places we we're going to be interfacing with the public and, um, web three is like this psycho thing, you know, that like people think like have a really hard time understanding. And so I kind of just was feeling inspired by like, yeah, classic iPhone stuff where they're going like full skeuomorphic. They're like, okay, here's the bookshop. These are books on a shelf. Um, and, and so I was like, okay, well then, so what is that like skeuomorphism for song camp? And like, I just was like so drawn into like all the crazy plugin art and like looking at old, old, like, yeah, synthesizer magazines. And so it was like the, the thing that I wanted to do was just create these like skeuomorphic touch points where like, where's a musician going to hook into, like if they have a line cable, like where do they plug in and what are they going to be doing? And yeah. And so that is basically the inspiration for like the, the whole design theme is like, I wanted to do something that felt like different and playful and gave like moments of tactility and nostalgia so that there was like something familiar for people to latch onto when they're like maybe being introduced to some new concepts, like the, the Cambrian explosion that is crypto. Can I, can I add to that too? Um, in terms of like, you know, I mean, I certainly have a firsthand experience with collaborating with peace, you know, um, starting from Genesis. And so I, I think peace um, has this capacity or this skill of, of making visible, invisible things visible or making them legible to all, especially when we're talking about some technology concepts that are hard to grasp. I think that's what good design does, making it legible, making the, the, the story much more cohesive, much more coherent, too um and so yeah like even even with um you know collaborating on what the look and feel of of uh convo that new podcast is is one that is organic you know i know that peace already had these designs in mind and certainly i'm a little more hands-off in my approach but when he sort of like started showing his process ah, oh, this totally makes sense you know it's like that our programming is modular that song camp is modular there's all these different like plugins. And so I think that was a good metaphor. And and I'm I'm pretty proud of that. Thank you, Peace. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm super, super excited for this year. More, more in store. And as far as what you were saying in regards to like making it so that there's the touch points there um for musicians and people within um, you know, that just might really just might be seeing it and referring to them. Was that your intention? 
to to create the graphics and all the different assets that Song Camp has in that way? Was that something that the ops team came together and said, we want to make sure we're, we're doing that? Or was that something that you sort of conceived of as you created these um, assets? I think it's just, it's like a part of my artist journey. It's like always been my goal. Like I started as poster maker uh, or like a hobbyist musician, you know? So like, I, I'm not, I never considered myself an artist. Like I didn't consider myself an artist until a couple of years ago when someone was like, Hey, are you going to like come to the art fair or something? And I was like, Oh, you think I'm an artist? Like that is amazing. I would love to come. Like my goal is to like, make sure that everybody comes to gets in the same room. My goal is like as many people in the same place. And, and I really love thinking about the internet as like, you know, layered experiences. There's like public and private space similar to like, you know, it's even fun. I love going to New York and you go to the, you go to Manhattan or something. I'm like, okay, how many buildings can I get inside of? Like actually not very many. Uh, like most, most of the lobby men will like turn me down. Like, dude, you have no reason to be here. Um, which is super true. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I guess I, I just like thinking of the internet in, in those terms where it's like, yeah, where is Song Camp online? Where can people come and get in that room with us, etc. And so that's my goal, basically, is like put a flag in the ground on, on where we're supposed to meet. Awesome, cool. Well, these are some dope ass flags we got here that Song Camp has. So, so I I just want to thank you. I mean, even just myself because I've actually had the. I should mention I've had the opportunity to work fairly closely with you too when when we had the one year anniversary stuff going on and we're you know, just sort of collaborating a little bit on assets. And I had the opportunity to sort of, you know, extend the assets to to other areas like camp counselors and stuff and built off of um, your designs. And I mean, you're very much so sort of, a, um, I mean, creative director, but like sort of um, visual leader, um, certainly visual lead, like as far as your role, but a leader in terms of the way that your designs and how you've crafted song camps, um, sort of illustrated image in all of its, uh, you know, various seasons and forms. And each one has its own interesting kind of take on, on Song Camp aesthetically. How it's been for you to, to sort of see that within the Song Camp community, your designs go on to inspire the other aspects of programming that go on. What is that like for you to see, to see kind of uh, inspirations from your designs pop up and, and sort of it have an impact on the branding? I mean... It was an absolute pleasure to be able to pass files back and forth with you. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I, I don't think about it too much. Like, I'm glad that it's a positive influence, but like, mostly I, I just, um, yeah, want to work with people and be creative. And like, I am also super opinionated. Um, and so, like, I mean, that could be like a double edged sword, of course, but like, I like to like really work with people and like stand up the best of their work as best as I can too. So, um, yeah, any, anytime, anytime that you can see work passed on and people get it or feel inspired by it is a sick feeling. Probably feels like DJs or like, you know, artists who get remixes or something. I've never been remixed, but if that happened, I would like shit the bed or some, another excited expression. You don't want me remixing <laughs> you, man. Don't ask for that. <laughs> absolutely want the gray remix <laughs> it'll, it'll be a paint version we'll get you some stems yeah it, yeah <laughs> it'll be the microsoft paint version of your work 
perfect. Oh, well, I mean musically, though. You can remix it musically. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's great. I got some stems I can pass your way. All right. We got it. We got it. <laughs> so, like, what are the things that the next camp is going to have that feel like just incorporate really valuable things you learned from the previous camps? Um, this is with chaos in mind. Just, like, trying to get as much pre-work um, done as possible or having... I guess a better way to phrase this is as many things clarified up front before we start the work. Um, I think we've done a really good job of progressively getting better and better at that. And so with a project as large as Chaos, we came out with some some very good learnings. So I think that's top of mind for me is, okay, how can we just set this camp up in a way where most of the clarity is up front. And then when you hit play or execute, um, it's kind of very straightforward and there's room for emergence, but it's still like captured in, in a in a good container. I would say, you know, um, some of us are thinking about what would it look like to use novel, you know, tokenomics to, to apply to, you know, community, you know, um, cohesion, you know, what would it look like to have a Web3 and make it social sort of thing um, that is applied to our community. It's sort of like a like a like, like a rough idea. It still needs to be, you know, chiseled away of what that would look like in practice. Um, in regards to like the next camp, um, I am thinking about what would it look like for us to have both a real life high fidelity experience and at the same time a digital experience that people could participate in. Um, so, you know, like that's sort of like a, a, a major question for me. What would the next camp look like? Um, and then, of course, you know, more immersive activities, whether that's digital or, or um, IRL. Um, and also, I'm thinking about product. You know, what, you know, can we create a product that is helpful to artists and cre creators? And how can it be sustainable as well um, to, to, so, the, so that we could continue developing it? And so those are the, the few things that I think about um, of what Song Camp's future might look like. Obviously, you know, just a caveat here, these are all just rough ideas at this point. Um, but I, I thought it's useful to, I guess, share. What would you guys say is next for Song Camp spiritually? Like from a spiritual perspective, um, I've I've had the opportunity to talk with uh, or been uh, present for conversations where that has come up a lot because I think now when when you've gone through the kind of uh, learning and challenging and successful experiences that we've had with multiple camps, but also all the time spent in between the camps, connecting with people, having all of these things from from camp counselors with with calls to to onboard people and and to introduce them to the community as well as the artist way calls as well as what's coming up now um you know that's all from sort of a logistical standpoint but from a from a spiritual standpoint um and feel free to use whatever metaphor you like what do you feel from your perspective is is next for song camp spiritually i think that spiritually right now it really is just about growth like we're sitting on this insane opportunity. Um, in the last year and a half, we've just made like, I feel like we've made a lot possible for a lot of creatives. And to me, it just feels like about how do we like not let this turn into like a wild overgrowth and how do we like cultivate this into a garden where we can like really nourish a community and yeah, and, and, and feel like consistent and like we're, 
yeah, doing like, yeah, me- measured moves that like make a whole ecosystem really possible. Like not just camps, but like really developing the whole garden. Hell yeah, I love that. Thank you for, I, I feel like when you said garden, I, I, felt, I felt compelled to go after you, peace. <laughs> um, spirituality, spiritual, I think what comes to mind for me is like a spiritual practice of sorts. And all of us come from like maybe different spiritual backgrounds or spiritual understandings of, of, of things, um, which all of that is valid. Um, to me, sp- spiritually, as it pertains to uh, song camp, creativity is our highest purpose. And I'm just speaking for myself, from my point of view. Creativity is our highest purpose. You know, to me, that is the, 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 the source, you know? Um, and so if that is true, then how can we enable more of that? How can we sustain more? How could we nourish that? And how can we evolve it too? Because we're living at a time you know, in the 21st, 22nd century, where all of these developments have been happening, both in our expressions and also in our tools. And so things are bound to evolve, you know, um, whether you like it or not. Um, But alongside that, creativity, how can creativity also evolve? And so I think that spiritually in that direction, from my point of view, I feel like is where Songkamp is heading. I think I kind of agree with Peace um, here. I'm definitely sensing like a, a growth phase now, right? I, f- I feel like we spent the last couple of years accumulating information, knowledge, wisdom, experiences. Um, and now we've spent a little bit of time reflecting on all the things that we've done and trying to be, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, both mindful and like almost proactive uh, in our approach to things moving forward, where I would say the last two years of experimentation have been a bit more, I would say, reactive. Oh, something cool is happening here. How can we incorporate that? I think we're being intentional. That's the word I was looking for. I think we're being very intentional um, in the approach moving forward. So I'm having a hard time relating that in terms of like, how does that get captured in like a spiritual vibe? But I think intention is in a way spiritual, right? So putting a lot of intention in the actions that you're doing um, so that the outcome of those intentions um, is generally positive. I don't know. I don't have a better word other than positive, even though I don't want to like phrase it as positive or negative, but meaning that if you put intention behind something, like then the outcome has a little bit more of a direct output of that intention, as opposed to being sort of free um, to have any sort of outcome. So that's what I think comes to mind is, um, going from like this reactive mode of like, okay, if we do this, what happens to, well, we want to do this with the intention of this particular outcome. Let's see what happens. And, and, and does that, do we actually hit those outcomes? Yeah. As, as it felt like all of you did, you kind of spoke from your own metaphors or your own ways of, of relating to, um, your values and what matters to you. And, and it's wonderful to hear that because I feel like that's the foundation that we build something like, um, like a spiritual experience that song camp is going through as song camp sort of grows up and, and changes its outfits and, and tries on new styles and, and tries out different, different pursuits like a, like a human being would. Um, and so, so I really appreciate that. I I've had so many different images come to mind. Certainly a garden is one of those things. I, I picture like song camp 
has had had this like really great ship that it was you know setting sail with and now as more people come song camp is also sort of teaching people how to build their own ships to be part of that fleet so that we can all enjoy sort of the time out on the open seas together yeah i'm i just i i'm thank you so much for for answering all of my weird questions <laughs> and hopefully some not too well, I got, weird i got a I gotta say, if that was a paid ad from OpenSea, you you nailed it. That's the kind of content that I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> if not, maybe we can get we need to get the check from them. That's a good plug. Yeah, that's so true. I had this shower thought earlier today yeah. that um, yeah, the NFTs are like the electric guitar moment of the internet. And so then it like got me just thinking, cause it's like the idea is like, Oh, you know, the electric guitar comes out. It's like, if you just get one and like learn how to play, then you can like start a band and you'll be famous. And like your whole life will be all good. It's like the teenage dream or whatever. And I think NFTs present that opportunity, but whatever, that's like a whole silly thing. I just started then thinking about like, okay, well who's like producing guitars? Like, and I realized that open C is the Sears of, nfts they give me that a good sears energy like i know i can get like a cheap guitar that like will totally do what i need it to for a little while until i can afford like a gretsch or a gibson i don't know shower thoughts i love that (laughs) it's interesting too that you you that you have that analogy of like nft as a guitar um it it fits it maps it maps I remember myself thinking or saying this a lot, maybe in, in the past few years, that NFTs are, are are some sort of like plugin or some sort of like a, a another mode of expression. You know, um, we we have different stuff. Like we have DOS that help us produce, and you know, maybe NFTs could be another sort of like add-on, whether that's music NFTs or NFTs that actually have a different utility, um, and so. Yeah, I don't know how to connect this to like pieces analogy, but I think it's somewhat similar. I just had to get that in there so we get the open C check for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually curious. Are, are DAWs starting to do the metadata thing? Like Adobe's always prompting me to connect metadata for NFTs now. Is that happening in Ableton? No, or no, I don't no, think no. So. That, yeah, that yeah. was an Adobe thing. That was a smart move on them. But that's also because visual NFTs have had such um, widespread appeal. Such a thing. Yeah, compared to music, we're we're still babies. Yeah. Yeah. Give Song Camp another year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just a random thought. Uh, you know, because we were talking about um, NFTs and it's sort of like its use cases, right? I I I don't know if this is a true pattern, but it seems like with new technology, image comes first and then sound second. Or maybe there's much more recent because, you know, with like stable diffusion or DALI, the AI applications of image generation came first. And now we actually have like mm. music generation via text mm. also. And so I wonder if, 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 if this is true across like different technologies that are emerging. Like visuals come first and then sound after. Well, I would say that uh, like a visual can convey a lot more than maybe like words, right? True. You have to specify yeah. things with, with words and give a lot of context, but that can, mm. you know, uh, the phrase, um, a picture's worth a thousand words or something, right? Like there, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. Maybe that's yeah. the, I'm just riffing here. Maybe that's the reason. And maybe also that it's like the, the literally the speed of light is faster 
than the speed of sound. Oh damn! Like that that Ooh, we just we one. just receive it. If we're getting if we're watching a video or something, we're gonna see it before we hear it. PC or cool. unmuted? Yeah. Good good callback. Well, I'm just I'm just thinking about like I, know, I love that documentary High Score. I don't know if you guys have seen the video game one. No. They talk about like early video games and there's like, yeah, this, it opens up with this woman and her husband actually, who like, she was writing stories, like choose your own adventure stories on like a digital typewriter, electric typewriter thing. You like plug in a disc and it's like, do you enter the dark room and you type yes or no or whatever. And then he ended up being, he ended up like coding visuals for it. And that was like one of the first video game prototypes or whatever, where it was like choose your own adventure with visuals. And I don't know if that, I wonder if they were, if they had music or not, but I'm, I don't know. I, I love like the whole demo scene thing, like Commodore 64 people. And like, I feel like, yeah, graphics and sound happened at the same time, but also I'm really curious. I don't know enough about computer science. I've, we have to go Google this now it's like it can't be a chicken or the egg like one came first for sure <laughs> yeah I, I feel like technology is bounded by its like applications like in in i wonder and this is just me out of curiosity i wonder if a graphic or a visual application is a little less challenging than say sound um I don't know. I just look back at like early, I mean, you know, maybe I'm dating myself, you know, um, I grew up in the age of modems, you know, um, 28.8 KBPS, you know, you landline and your dad picks it up and, oh, dad, I'm, I'm online, you know, <laughs> um, that sort of era um, where I guess the earlier graphics that I really liked we're, we're graphics, you know, um, and maybe there's a bias there. I mean, maybe because I'm drawn to graphics, that was the first sort of like thing that I sort of like looked into. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I could go for hours just like, you know, wax poetic on like early internet history stuff, but maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sarma, did you have something you wanted to add? No, no, I was just saying shout out to the dial-up tone. That that was uh that Sour was a big that, that was a big part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well I was just gonna say I've been watching compilations of dial tones. I didn't know there was so many. Highly recommend like listening. There's yeah, there's they all have slightly different sounds. It's really great. You might recognize more than one and it's it's worth looking at. Dude, I didn't even know there was more than one. I just thought there was the one. <laughs> Well, but before we keep uh, going on tangents, Jack, is there any other questions for us? <laughs> well, there's there's really just just one last one that I I just I want to all good if if you don't have an answer to this one, I, you guys have answered all of my questions so beautifully, so thank you. Um, but but the last one that I like to leave off with is if there's any piece of advice, whether creative, artistic, Web three or otherwise, that has been helpful to you that you've either received or has just come to you through your experiences that you'd like to share. And to give an example, something that I will share um, on occasion that it's like a sticky note that's right next to my desk where it's just a sticky note that reminds me to make life simpler for myself and others. And, and it's like at times when I need that, it's like, if I can cut the fat, if I can get, if I can get 
straight to the point about something or if I can, you know, simply like make things easier or simpler for, for people, especially when I'm working on teams. Um, that's been a helpful reminder to me and it's served me in so many aspects. So I'm wondering if there's anything like that, that, that all of you, if you, if you're willing to share or some of you, uh, before we hop off here, something to leave us with. Awesome. Um, what advice I would say, um, keep being curious, you know, um, I, I think curiosity is the artist's best friend. And if you're someone who is led by curiosity, you're going to do a lot of things, you know, a lot of really interesting things. Um, second would be to have the learning mindset, you know, to, to embody that experimental mindset. It's like you can't possibly learn everything, but you can learn some things, you know. Um, and, and, that, and that is through applying your learnings. That's through applying your experiments and, and, and hold it softly too. Don't, 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 don't give yourself like too much pressure, you know, um, because really it's all about play and fun. Um, and then lastly, Jack, I, I think this is where we sort of like maybe overlap in a line, you know, uh, simplicity, um, essentialism, you know, what is essential here? You know, uh, let's cut the fat and, and make it into the best sort of like presentation of what this thing is. And I'm drawn to, um, you know, uh, in my own practice, I'm drawn to uh, music producers um, who are very minimal in their approach, right? Like a kick here, a snare here, maybe an 808 here, maybe a tiny sample, and then vocals. And that's it. And now you are forced to actually look into all these different sort of like sections and all of them coming through clearly. And so I think that could be applied into like what, whatever art, artistic pursuit that you have, you know, like, is this essential? Is this simple? Could people understand it? I just think it, it's super important. Like, don't blow your own mind. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to, you want to make like keep a grip and like do what you understand, like first and foremost. Um, the other thing that I keep saying to myself or asking myself, like, okay, what is the least amount of information that is the most true? I'm obsessed with it. It's like, yeah, like, because what the, the information that we get on the internet, there's so much. And like, I don't, yeah. How do you parse through all that? Or like, that's the thing people are always saying, like, how do we like, yeah, get signal from the noise and stuff. So yeah the least amount of information that is the most true is like the constant North star for me. Um, and super true. The learning mindset. I mean, like I was, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Cause I'm saying don't blow your own mind. And, but then I'm also saying like, learn every piece of software you can, but like <laughs> for real, like if, it, especially if it's, if it, you can be in a shared document with someone and you don't know that piece of software, you should learn it because uh, there's nothing better than being able to pass the link and share a space, a creative space with someone online with your collaborators. There's what I've learned being here and working on this project that I mentioned at the start. Um, and I think there's value in having blinders on and being very, very focused when you're very narrowly focused, it's very easy to block out the rest of the world and actually get work done. So um, it, as it relates to creative work, yeah, put on blinders. Try to put on blinders. Don't worry about the outside world. Just focus on what you want to do and what you need to do. Um, there's this advice. I don't know who gave it to me, but 
I come back to it often is like this too shall pass, right? Um, I, I think it can be applied in both positive and negative contexts um, in the sense that like, yeah, you're having a great time, but it's temporary. Um, so be mindful of that. And then if you're having a bad time, this is also temporary. You'll get back to those good times. So, you know, life ends up being like a sine wave. Um, and I talk about trying to, um, for, for some people, minimize the amplitude of the sine wave. And for others, it's actually, you know what, you want to have those maximal sort of amplitudes because there's something unique to that, you know, having really, really heightened experiences. Um, there's a lot to pull from for art from that. And there's a lot to pull from really heightened negative experiences to pull into your art. So I think that depends on the type of person you are. I was really trying to minimize those amplitudes personally. And now I'm tr trying to actually go the other way. And it's like, it's actually fun to have those big waves sometimes. Um, and then the last one, I think this comes from Mark is like, um, approach things in seasons. Uh, I've really tried to like internalize that because I think it helps, um, go back to that first piece of advice of, of blinders. Maybe you have a season of blinders on so that you can be very focused and then you need to take those blinders off and, and have a season that might be a bit more expensive where you go out and learn, where you go out and, and acquire more knowledge. And then you have a season that simplifies that knowledge down to what's important to you. So I think that's been like really valuable for me to, to think about. Uh, and so I appreciate you, Mark, for sharing that um, and constantly sharing pieces of that wisdom um, with us. So those would be my three pieces right there. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Mark Redito, Gradient, a.k.a. Sarmad, a.k.a. Gradient, a.k.a. Gray, Peace Node, thank you guys so, so very much for, for being here and, and, and answering my questions and, and offering sort of your experiences and your thoughts and your learnings and being willing to go deep. Um, yeah, I really look forward to listening to this later on. Um, so thank you guys so, so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, Jack. Miss you, bro. Love Super you. appreciate you. Thank you. Hey there. All right. You made it to the end, not just the end of this podcast, but technically the end of this season of Crossing the Bridge podcast. And all that said, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and attention and for listening to these conversations. I know it's been a really, really wonderful experience for me. It's been this incredible sort of uh, crossing between what I'm passionate about and what feels like it spreads good out into the world. And so hopefully this has done something to that effect for you. Um, yeah, so this is Jack signing off saying thanks. And, uh, you know, if you want to get involved with Tribly in any way, you know where to find us. All right, much love. Peace out. We'll see you next time.